Alhamdulillah, tonight is the 24th of May in the year 2023. And Alhamdulillah, we're beginning the second month, the 31st night that we're going through the illustrious and exalted life of the eminent companion Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu. And I've now begun the section in which we're taking a glimpse into his phenomenal worship. So, as promised with regards to his attachment to Salah, the section entitled, The Blessed Four Rakat Sunnah Before the Dhuhr. In Tabarani, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid, volume 2, page 221, he comments upon the chain of the letters. Hafiz Dibiyati, Rahmatullah, in his Al-Majjar Al-Rabih fi Thawab Al-Amal Al-Salih, number 331, Ayat Al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 615 of the New English Translation. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu, he said about these blessed four rakats before Zuhr, no salat of the day equals the salat of the night except for the four rakats before Zuhr. Indeed, the virtue of this salat over the other, i.e. optional salat of the day, is just like the virtue of the congregational salat over the salat performed individually. So here the great Ibn Mas'ud was saying a few things about these four rakat sunnah mu'akkidah before the zuhr. He said that no prayer of the day equals the prayer of the night except these rakats. So they're very special. And then he says the virtue of this salah over the other salats of the day is like the virtue of the congregational prayer over the individual prayer. <laughs> and also, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had said about the suspicious prayer, no salat of the day equals the salat of the night except the four rakats before Zuhr, for they have always been regarded as being on par with the tahajjid salat. Subhanallah. This is in Ibn Jarir, Kanzal Umal, volume 4, page 189, Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 615 of the New English Translation. So here he added that these four rakats before Zuhr, Mu'akkidah, they are on par with tahajjid. So this is from Ibn Mas'ud. Other reports are details. In Tabarani, Hafiz Dimyati in his Al-Majjar Al-Rabi fi Thawab Al-Amal Al-Salih number 330, Sayyidina Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari radiyallahu he said, When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to live with me, I noticed him constant in offering four rakats before Zuhr. He thereupon said to me, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the sun passes the meridian, the doors of the heavens are opened and they are not closed until the Zuhr Salat is offered. I therefore love that a good deed be raised for me at that time. I and what better than Salat, O Abu Ayyub. So here, Abu Ayyub, as we know, he was the famous host of the Prophet. The Prophet spent over half a year in his dwelling. 
And he noticed that the Prophet never missed these prayers, these four rakats before Zuhr. But what's interesting, he never asked the Prophet about them. But the Prophet realized that he was interested. So the Prophet explained something else about this prayer. It's an auspicious time. Meaning a time where Allah opens the doors of the heavens. And they only close after until the Zuhr Salat. And he goes, I want a good deed to be raised at that time. And what is the greatest of deeds? Salah. And in another report it mentions, in Abu Dawood 2-23, in the chapter on four rakats before Zuhr, Ibn Majah 1-365, in the chapter on establishing the Salah, Sayyidina Abu Ayyub, he relates that our beloved messenger said, The doors of the heavens are open for four rakats, in which there is no salam that are offered before Zuhr. The doors of the heavens are open for four rakats, in which there is no salam that are offered before Zuhr. So here in this report, in the Sunnah, this encourages that these four rakats prior to Zuhr should be offered continuously, i.e. and not in two sets of twos. So is there a problem? No, you can do it like that. You can offer two rakats sunnah and then offer another two rakats sunnah. But according to this report, the Prophet explicitly said that if you do not offer a salam, meaning you offer it continuously, the doors of the heavens are opened. So it seems to indicate this is a preference, i.e. for those four rakats before Zuhr. And there's no problem, i.e. with regards to the fiqh, all the scholars said is obviously the Prophet mentioned this, so there's no harm, sallallahu alayhi wa if that wasn't all, somebody asked our beloved mother Sayyida Aisha radiyallahu salatin Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana ahabba ilayhi an yuwaziba aliha which salat did Rasulullah love to stick to regularly sallallahu alayhi wa sallam she responded kana yusalli arba'an qabla zuhri yutilu fihin nal qiyam وَيُحْسِنُ فِيهِنْ نَرْرُقُ وَالسُّجُودِ He used to offer the four rakats before Zuhr, prolonging the standing and perfecting in it the bowing and the prostration. This is recorded in Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Hakim, Ibn Khuzayma, Tarheem, number 381. So what was the question? So who better to ask than our mother? Which salat did the Prophet love? Look at the words, the question. He didn't say what did he, you know, he offered regularly. He said, what did he, ahabba, did he love to stick to regularly? Did he have a special attachment? And she said, our mother, the four rakats before Zuhr, but then she explained how you offered this prayer. Prolonging the standing. وَيُحْسِنُ فِيهِنَّ الرُّقُوءَ وَالسُّجُودِ Perfecting the ruku and sujood. So the sunnah is to offer long rakats for these four rakats of sunnah. Because the Prophet would do lengthy, long standings aye, for these four rakats and he would perfect his ruku and his meaning. He spent a bit of more time in those blessed positions as well. In another report, in Tirmadhi 2-343, Ahmad in his Musnad 3-411, Targheeb number 382. Hafiz Demiyati in his Al-Majjal Al-Rabi Fi Thawab Al-Amal Al-Salih number 326, Hayat Al-Sahaba volume 4, page 189 of the New English Translation. Tabarani, Kanzal Umal volume 14, page 189, relates similar. 
Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Sa'ib radiyallahu he said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to offer four rakats after the declination of the sun past the meridian before the zuhur he would say to encourage us innaha sa'atan tuftahu fiha abwabu sama fa uhibbu an yas'ad li fiha amalan salih verily it is an hour when the gates of the heaven are opened thus i love that a righteous deed should ascend for me at that time so again another report he would wait until the zawal time passed and then he'd offer these four rakats and they were lengthy and he goes i love to offer a deed during this time because the gates of the heaven are opened in another report so not again you know how blessed is this prayer The reason we don't focus upon it is because it's sunnah mu'akkidah. And usually sunnah mu'akkidah is something we just do. The nafuz we focus on. But the sunnah mu'akkidah is also very precious. In Bazaar, it is Musnad Qashaf al-Astar, 1-337. Hafiz Dimyati, it is Al-Majjar al-Rabi fi Thawab al-Amal al-Salih, number 329. Sayyidina Thawban, radiyallahu, he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to like offering salat after midday. Thus Aisha radiyallahu asked Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I notice you love offering salat at this time. Why? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the doors of the heavens are open at this time and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at his creation with mercy. Indeed it is thus such a salah which Adam, Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa and Isa alayhi salatu waslam were also particular about or Aisha so again not further clarifications so she asked she goes Ya Rasulullah he goes I notice you love this prayer what's special about this prayer and then he said the doors of the heavens are opened but then he added Allah Ta'ala is looking at the creation with mercy then he said something about the history of this prayer which is shocking he says all does humanity itself He goes, Adam was very particular about it. Adam alayhi salatu waslam. Don't forget, this isn't a farad prayer. <laughs> Nuh alayhi salatu, the first messenger, he was particular about it. Alayhi salatu waslam. Khalilullah was particular about it. Alayhi salatu waslam. Galimullah, Musa alayhi salatu waslam. And Christ, who's coming back. <laughs> so I don't think, you know, he's going to leave it now when he's in the umat of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salatu. So, The Prophet was saying that this isn't just for this ummah. It's a very special time which people neglect. If that wasn't all. In Ibn Majah 1-365 in the chapter on Salah, Targheeb volume 1 page 364, Hafiz Dimyati in his Al-Majjal Al-Rabih fi Thawab Al-Amla Salih number 331, Ayat Al-Sahaba volume 4 page 612 of the New English Translation. Qabus relates from his father. My father sent a message to Sayyidina Aisha asking her which salah did Rasulullah love the most to be offered constantly. She replied, he used to offer four rakats before Zuhr, standing in that salat for a long time and performing the ruku and sujood beautifully. So she explained, he would offer long rakats. These four were very long, he prolonged them. So now, Ibn Mas'ud. Lo and behold, this was also the practice of Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud. How do we know? 
Abdullah ibn Yazid rahmatullah alayhi, he said, Someone close to Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu informed me that after the sun had crossed the meridian, i.e. the Zuhr time entered, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu would then stand up and perform four rakat salah in which he would recite two surahs from the Mi'in. Thereafter, when the Mu'azzin called out the Azan, he would dress fully and leave for the masjid for prayer. <laughs> this is in the Balani, in the Hatami, in Majma Az Zawaid, volume 2, page 221, comments upon the chair of the latest, Hayat al Sahaba, volume 4, page 615 of the New English Translation. So Ibn Masood, he's just like the Prophet, he's offering four long rakats, but the narrator added something. He would recite two surahs from the Mi'in. And the Mi'in are the surahs that have more than a hundred verses. So two surahs in four rakats, it meant in two rakats he'll complete one of the surahs. So, you know, more than a hundred verses. So you imagine two hundred verses in those four rakats. And then he goes, when he heard the azan for the zuhr, he goes, he would then dress and leave for the fajr prayer. Uh, sorry, the zuhr prayer. Thus indeed, this is the most auspicious time of the day. When subhanallah, the creation as a whole, offered the universal sujood. So now this is what's interesting. Everything we know worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or do we know that? Did you know that? Right, so did Abu Jal worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes. How did he worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's shadow. Very good. There's a universal prostration of all the creation. When does that take place? In Surah An-Nahl, Surah 16, verse 49, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Rajeem, And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Prostrate all that is in the heavens and all that is on the earth of the moving creatures clinging to the earth and the angels والسلام, and they are not proud. <laughs> so what does it explicitly say in the Quran? Surah 16 verse 49 Everything is prostrating. Right? Everything. And the angels and he goes they are not proud. So now there is a report explaining this. In Tirmidhi, number 3139 is Gharib, Behaki, Shu'ab al-Iman, Mishkat, number 1177. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar, the messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the four rakats that are offered after the Zawal and before the Zuhur Salat are equivalent in virtue to the four rakats tahajjid. Indeed, it is in this hour that everything glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah then recited Surah 16 verse 48 to verse 50. He actually recited three of the verses where it mentions that their very shadows also prostrate to their loving Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's look at this. So what did the Prophet sallallahu say? It is an hour in which everything glorifies Allah. Everything without exception. And when he recited the three verses, verses 48 to 50, it mentions that their shadows prostrate. 
So that is what the kuffar. <laughs> so look how arrogant they are because we don't prostrate to anyone. We don't bow to any, bow to anybody. And the response is, you're a liar. <laughs> your shadows are prostrating. So Dawkins shadow prostrates at that time. <laughs> how shameful is that? <laughs> Hawkins and Dawkins and God knows who else in it. Pharaoh's shadow and Abu Jal's shadow and imagine that. Anything, if you think about that, shadow's probably crying for God's sake, prostrate, confirming further. In Tabarani, it is Osat al Hatemi in Majma al Zawai two dash three two o to three two one half is Dimiati in his Al Majjal al Rabih fi Thawab al Amla Salih number three hundred twenty seven. Sayyidina al Bara ibn al Azib radi Allahu alayhi wa beloved messenger said, "Sallallahu alayhi wa He who offers four rakats before Zuhr." Is then just as though he offered them at night as tahajjud. Similarly, he who offers them the four rakats after the Isha Salah is as though he has offered them on Laylatul Qadr. So there's two parts to this hadith. The first part confirming all of the avalanche of reports. The four rakats before Zuhr is like tahajjud. But then the Prophet explained here something else. He who offers them, so what's them? It's four rakats. After the Isha, it is though he has offered them a Laylatul Qadr. So do we offer four rakats after Isha? And the answer is, there's two rakats, Sunnah, Mu'akkidah, and then there's the Witr. That's not four rakats. So it's a two rakat Nafal prayer you offer after the Sunnah, Mu'akkidah. So you offer the four rakat Fadas, Isha, two rakat Sunnah, Mu'akkidah, and then you offer the two rakat Nafal. Da. Now those four rakats is like you've offered them on Laylatul Qadr. Now think about that. If you put it into worldly terms, what does that mean? It's like going to work and your boss says, you're on the night shift. And he says, if you do this, just this takes you five minutes to do during the night, I'll boost your wages up. And you go, how much buy, boss? It's a lifetime. And then you'd probably scratch your head thinking, you're asking me to do something which only takes a few minutes and you're going to give me a wage of a lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Which person would say, too busy. <laughs> and look how sad it is. We're too busy. Mm. Gotta go, brother. Gotta go where? Uh, 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 taxis. <laughs> right? You gotta go. Imagine it. Allah has given you a lifetime of salat and you're going to go. Meaning your iman is weak. That means when the Prophet speaking, you either doubt it, which is, you know, kufri if you think about that, right? Or what's wrong with you? You know, how long will it take to offer two regards? And similarly, in Tabarani it is Kabir, Targhim number 383, Amr ibn al-Ansari relates from his father, that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man salla qabla zuhri, أَرْبَعًا كَانَ كَعَدْلِ رَقَبَةٍ مِنْ بَنِي إِسْمَعِيلٍ He who prays four rakats before the zuhr is then just like the one who sets a slave from the descendant of Ismail free. Who offers four rakats before zuhr is like you've set a slave free who is a Rasulullah's forefather. So all of these are the reports. So now you got two responses to these reports. One is unbelievable because there's nothing special about this prayer. <laughs> so they obviously uh, crowd cuckoo land. The other response is this is a priceless prayer. But I went through so many reports and thinking I can't remember what the first virtue was. So let's summarize the virtues. 
of these four rakats before the Zohr. So you can mention seven things. The first, six holy prophets, alayhi salatu wasalam, would offer these four rakats regularly, constantly. Adam, Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, and our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, alayhi salatu wasalam. So you're following the example of the examples. Secondly, it is the auspicious time of the universal sujood of all creation to our exalted Lord. Thus we also join in. So when you're doing it, you're thinking, Allahu Akbar, talking shadows, prostrating to Allah Ta'ala, talking shadows not better than me, for Aqad Sunnah. Right? You're doing it voluntary, not only my shadow, I am worshipping you Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Number three, it is an auspicious time in which the heavenly doors of mercy are opened and our loving Lord looks at us with mercy, just like the Hajjit. That's why it's likened to the Hajjit. Number four, our beloved Messenger would just prolong and extend these four dakats to engulf more of this priceless divine mercy. Now think about that. If the doors of the heavens are open, Allah is looking with mercy and you're doing a quick four dakats, that's not very intelligent. I want more of the mercy. So how do you do more of the mercy? If a person says, I don't know much of the Quran, then extend the prayer. You can stay in sujood. <laughs> or extend the ruku. <laughs> or repeat a surah that you know, like surah al-ikhlas. <laughs> Number five. The reward of these four rakats before zuhr are equal to four rakats of tahajjid. Subhanallah. <laughs> Number six. You also receive the reward for freeing a descendant of Ismail wasalam, from slavery. <laughs> and number seven, the four rakats before Zuhr are more rewarding, not equal, are more rewarding than 25 to 27 times any other optional salat during the day. <laughs> now think about that. Somebody goes and think about optional prayer during the day. Ishraq, according to this report, 25 times more rewarding than Ishraq. He goes, what? Ishraq is... The, the Prophet said, don't argue with me. What other virtue? Sunnah, more, uh, before Asr. All of that, the Prophet, this is 25, 27 times more rewarding. Now, this is the tragedy. Subhanallah. Those, what a loss to the one who is simply unaware of this enormous bounty from our living Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, this is what's sad. How sad it is to see that many are negligent in this regard. And one thus often sees that they offer these four rakats after the Zuhr prayer. Oblivious to the loss they have accrued. To Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. a complaint. So you go to the Hanafis. The four rakat sunnah. Is it Mokidah? He goes, yes, what does that mean? It means you should never miss it. MashaAllah. What if you don't get the time to offer it before Zuhr? He goes, oh, I'll be after. And then you go, any loss? And then he goes, I've still offered it. He goes, heavens and earth difference, brother. Bole bali musulman, heavens and earth difference. And the guy looks, he goes, well, am I sinful? We're talking about sin, we're talking about loss. You've offered it after the Zuhr. You've missed the opportune time. Then a guy goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, there you go, spiritual children. Don't know nothing about the deen. Note, now this is another important point. It is important to point out that one does not have to wait for the azan of Zuhr 
to offer these four blessed rakats. But the entry time of Zuhr. <laughs> for in some masjids, the azan for Zuhr is proclaimed sometimes even over half an hour after the entry time. <laughs> Hence, as soon as the Zuhr time enters, one may then offer these four rakats, prolonging them in line with the sunnah. That's why you offer it early. <laughs> because if you do it, well, let's take the time now. When does Zuhr entry now? What's the entry time for Zuhr? Five, 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 five past, right? And some masjids they pray at two o'clock. So what time are they going to do the azan? Twenty to two, half an hour is gone. Somebody goes, well, what's that? Stop praying because you no problem. But don't you want to do long four akats? Long four akats. Have you lost it, brother? He doesn't know what you're talking about. And he goes, oh, but the azan hasn't taken place. What's he going to do with the azan? It's the empty time. And to be in line, do long akats. So what's interesting? You see, scholars do this. I've seen sheikhs. Of a long four rakat zor. I think they know what they're doing. Also, when you go to the blessed city of the Prophet, the best place to offer these four rakats is the dwelling of Abu Ayyub. That's where Rasulullah did it. Now that's become part of the masjid. You need to go to the very spot and you see the shayukh there doing the four rakats. Everybody else buying gold in it. Mashallah. Realin, realin, mashallah. So, note. Ibn Masood, why have I mentioned this? Because what did Ibn Masood say? He goes, the virtue of this prayer is unlike any other. And he offered four long rakats, long rakats, emulating the Prophet And just to add this to finish, what does it mean the gates of the heavens are opened? So what that means is Allah is wanting to give. So it's an auspicious time to make dua. Just like Tahajjit. When's the best time to make dua at night? Tahajjit. Last third of the night. What's the best time during the day? That's the time. A person says, what are you talking about? He goes, that hour. Stay after the entry of Zuhr. That's the time to make a dua. Make a special dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Offer long four rakas, make dua. And don't get into that lazy habit of doing it after. You don't, what? You don't, even, you don't even realize what you've done. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> So all I mentioned today was Ibn Masood radiallahu his connection to these four blessed sunnah mu'akkid al-rakats before Zuhr, highlighting its importance. And then I mentioned other reports, not just from the sunnah, but from the Quran itself, highlighting this auspicious time which we should never squander. SubhanAllah. Are there any questions you want to ask? Subhanallah bihamdi wa ghalahuma bihamdika ashhadu la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka wa laa ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka wa laa ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka wa laa ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka wa laa ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka